This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. It's your one-stop shop for discussions about this season's seasonal candle lineup, interviews with Dwayne Johnson's biceps, and detailed analysis of cryptocurrency trends. And just for you listeners, I'll give you a sneak peek of what's going on on this week's episode of the Rat Hour. Check this out. Huh, well, I'm not so sure what that's all about. I guess we'll have to tune in to the full episode of The Rat Hour with Rat Boy. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Tube Podcast Network. All right, let's start the show. With the first pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Cleveland Browns select... Fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. This party is underway, people. And uh, this uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. Now, I know things sound a little different today, but it's me, Bloodbath, and I'm going to host today. (laughs) I'm actually your host today. Look at me. I'm the host today. (laughs) I'm your host today because today's topic is the top three worst draft picks by our favorite NFL teams. Now, while I do like football and my favorite team is the Browns, I do not follow it with any uh, regularity and I cannot name, I can't even name anybody that plays plays football right now at all. So I don't think I can contribute a whole lot to this episode. However, I did offer to host because we have uh, an all-star cast today. Uh, your normal host, Dave Jackson, is here. Howdy, howdy. Regular Aaron Angle. Sup? <laughs> uh, of course, Alan Nichols. Hi, guys. <laughs> and today I hear we have a special guest. Uh Alan, I believe uh if we if fans out there don't get enough Alan Nichols, then we have someone who I'm told shared the same womb. Uh his brother <laughs> Russ Nichols. Double Nichols, and... everybody needs. <laughs> we have the Nichols brothers today. And then we also have our friend Mitch Craig from uh Seoul Korea with uh oh, Dave. Man. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm from I'm from I'm from South Korea. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's the crack? I'm Mitch. I'm from Scotland. I I very think, excited. I think you're being I think you're being dishonest. I think your accent clearly links you to a Southeast Asian uh, dialect. But that's fine. You do you. Yeah, I had a Scottish mom
um, all right, so just some guidelines on how this is going to work. Um, the topic is the worst draft picks by our favorite NFL teams during our lifetimes as a fan. Uh, so before we get started, I just want to go in a row and ask everybody who their favorite team is. Uh, Dave? Um, I am a, a now, well, always proud Cleveland Browns fan. Good for good for you. I, I see. What, I see. What, I see what you did there, Dave. I see what you did there. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right, Aaron. Go ahead and say yours. <laughs> it's really fucked up. I feel like you're like already biased against everything I'm about to say just by the way you said that. I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm not going to talk about it, but they're the only team that makes me happy that I like. So there you go. <laughs> okay. All right, Alan. What's your favorite team? Uh, I too am a Cleveland Browns fan. Congratulations. That's, Good for that's you. That's all I have to say about it. That's that's fine. We'll go with that. Uh, Russ, what's your favorite team? Jacksonville Jaguars. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say the Browns. I guess I'm I'm confused here. So, okay. Hey, the Jaguars, for a while there, the, ja- the Browns couldn't beat the uh, Steelers, and the Jaguars were the only team that felt like they could beat the Steelers. So, go Jags. Oh, they were, oh uh, we're going to talk a lot about the Steelers. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I, man, just they devastate us all the time, no matter how bad they are. It's fucking weird. All the time. Like literally every, <laughs> like every time, especially in the playoffs. Oh my god, it's awful. You're not. Are you talking about the time Blake Bortles hung 45 points on the Steelers in the playoffs? Because <laughs> we're gonna talk about I, that I, later too. I, I think that's really messed up because Blake Bortles is great. Yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah, see any way that Blake Bortles could come up in this podcast, but let's carry on. <laughs> Um, Mitch, what's your favorite NFL team? Hey, I'm a big time New York Giants fan over here. <laughs> uh, and can you just give us a quick uh, rundown of how you um, got into American football and, and what that was like for you? Yes. So in Scotland, like um, American football is obviously not a thing, thing that registers in anybody's minds at all. Not that anything really registers in Scottish people's minds anyway. But um, <laughs> I used to play rugby and I remember being in the park when I was younger with my mate Murray and uh, a guy named Gary Clark, who used to play for the British national American football team, I guess, back then. Um, and he ended up going to a Division II uh, college in Wisconsin to play linebacker. But anyway, he saw us playing rugby and... Uh, he asked us, like, have you guys ever heard of American football? And uh, he showed us a few, like, uh, plays or whatever and, like, how to throw the ball about. And uh, I eventually went home, and uh, I think it was that week I recorded uh, an NFL game that was on a Monday night football. I recorded it on VHS, and uh, it was the Green Bay Packers versus the Oakland Raiders, and it was um, Brett Favre's. It was the day after Brett Favre's dad passed away. Oh, he threw five touchdowns, yeah. I think it was, yeah, like five Fuck. touchdowns and like 300 plus yards. And to, to me, that was like a movie. Um, and, and it like, you know, way more interesting than anything else that goes on in Scotland. So I got, I got into it <laughs> from then. Brett, that was a just a fucking legendary game. And like for yeah. Brett Favre to be your intro to the NFL is is great. <laughs> yeah. you're, since you're, you're, you're very you like indoctrinated into it like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's a really cool story. Yeah, that is cool, um, man. Like, if, if you see that as your first moment, you're probably like, man, this game 
has got to be awesome every time. And then you're like, well, I'm going to be a Browns fan. So that it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I well, did. At that, at that time, like uh, I decided like, you know, Brett Favre, my favorite player num- to this day, my favorite number is number four. And um, I, I was a bit like at that time, I was a Packers and Raiders fan. And I even made my uh, mom and my stepdad, I made them paint my room all black. Um, black and silver and to this day it's still all black and silver in my room back in scotland even though i'm a giants fan <laughs> that's awesome yeah um all right well then uh we'll go ahead and get started then with our number th- uh, the way the game works for those who are not familiar is everyone's going to start with their number three their third pick then they're going to go to the number twos their seconds and then they're going to do their number one pick and then after that we'll do kind of a lightning round style uh, honorable mentions um, so we'll go ahead and get things started. Uh, Dave, why don't you go first? Tell us your number three worst NFL draft pick. I just want to say that I've had no shortage of options here when picking the worst picks by the Cleveland Browns. Um, so, so many options that I didn't even need to go past. Like I didn't need to go older than the year 2010 with these. So, uh, with the 22nd pick in the first round of the 2012 draft, the Browns drafted Brandon Whedon, the 28-year-old quarterback. I repeat, everybody, the 28-year-old quarterback in the first round of the NFL draft. Um, Still in the league. He is. He's, keep getting them checks, Brandon Whedon. I'm not mad at you. He's not playing anymore, is he? No he's, way. Where's he he's playing? Been, Still in the league. Dude, he's been backups on teams for like, since the Browns cut him, he's just been like Cowboys, on the Cowboys bench year, and the right? Texans. Yeah. Um, Has he played though? Has yeah, he, played? he gets in. The Steelers he last gets in. year, I think. Yeah, he gets I in mean, when people get hurt. Oh man. Anyway, oh. Uh, Brandon Whedon. Uh, just, I just want to like throw out some moments here, Alan. Maybe you can help me out. Um, unless Brandon Whedon's like one of your picks, which he very well may be. Uh, I just want to name a no. few of my favorite Brandon Whedon moments. Um, his first game, he came out in warmups or during player introductions and got tangled up in the flag, which was a, <laughs> a good omen. Uh, Alan, do you remember that time he tried an underhand shovel pass like from the pocket to the sideline that hung in the air for like a minute and a half and got picked off? You remember that? Mike. My- my question is, which time, Dave? Which time he did <laughs> there's, that? There's one. I think it was against the Eagles or maybe against the Jags even. It was like he, he was, was like probably improvising. probably against both. Yeah. He was, <laughs> that was uh, his he was, improvisation. Yeah, he was improvising in the pocket and he saw a guy literally like 25 yards away from him and he decided to like underhand flip it and it hung in the air for like, I'm not kidding, at least five whole seconds and some guy just easily ran up and picked it off. Now, to be fair to Brandon Whedon, he was so old and they wouldn't let him wear his bifocals on the field. So his depth perception was way off, you know? <laughs> You're probably right, you know? Is Actually, that legit? Think... Like, the guy's got bifocals? He was the oldest quarterback drafted in NFL history. I looked all about Brandon Whedon I, because I considered him heavily. He's on my honorable mentions list. Brandon Whedon, I, I mean, and my favorite Brandon Whedon story is the first one Dave told. Stuck the under the flag. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, I, the giant you flag they, from that? The giant flag they unfold during the national anthem at football games, and like it's a big production. He ran out and got his ass like just caught in the flag, like stuck under it, like that big ass tent thing we used to do in gym class, and you get like stuck underneath it. <laughs> that happened to a real person in an NFL game. 
How does it nice. happen on accident? I don't know how it happens on accident. <laughs> like maybe because he couldn't wear his glasses and he couldn't see the giant fucking flag in front of him. <laughs> to be honest, if you guys, if I didn't know about Brandon Whedon and you guys told me there was a guy called Brandon Whedon, his name is Brandon Whedon. I would expect a guy like that to get tangled up in a flag. He sounds like a nerd. <laughs> he, <laughs> he looks he, like a nerd. Pretty much is, <laughs> yeah. And plays so. football like a nerd. Yeah, uh, I watched a I watched a great compilation of Brandon Whedon interceptions uh, the other day where it's just it's I like, like the pain. <laughs> it's like it's like five straight minutes of him just throwing to like seemingly throwing it directly to defenders like with no receiver in the area. Good times. Yeah, that's all I got to say yeah. about Brandon Whedon. But all keep right. getting them checks. Uh, <laughs> Keep getting them checks. All right, Aaron, what's your number three worst NFL draft pick? I just want to start off by saying I love Brandon Whedon. Um, <laughs> I I mean, like, honestly, he wasn't the worst, right? Okay. That's, that's uh, why he's number three. three. <laughs> okay, right. fair enough. Okay, fair enough. Um, so my number three, and, and, and I, I, I'm going outside of the realm of uh, things that happened in my lifetime. However, I will say that I think this pick right here was important enough of a bust to really, like, fuck up the Steelers' long-term plan for 20 years, right? Uh, So my number three is going to be Gabe Rivera, all right? So interesting story behind Gabe Rivera. Gabe Rivera is a first-round pick. I don't remember what pick. I I can't look. Um, But uh, he was a nose tackle. Uh, he played six games for the Steelers, uh, and then in his second year in the league, he got in a car accident and paralyzed. He never played another game for the rest of his life. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, one, Al, that sucks anyways. Uh, what the real loss uh, with picking him was that they could have taken hometown Pittsburgh boy Dan Marino, and that would have changed the entire trajectory of who the Steelers were from 1983 until like the mid 90s when they got into Cordell Stewart. Uh, I 100% believe Dan Marino would have won multiple Super Bowls if he lived in Pittsburgh, uh, and he would have been, like I said, you, you could argue that he could have won three or four Super Bowls with like that talented of a defense and with Bill Cowher at head coach. Uh, and I, I really don't want to talk any more about this, but the reason to me I had to go outside of like things that I had seen in my life is because historically the Steelers could be leading the Super Bowl discussion by like five if they went with hometown Pittsburgh boy Dan Marino. <laughs> And they t- and he 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 was like, he went like seven picks later. You know what I mean? So the rest of mine are going to be like players that disappoint me that I've seen play. But I, I had to tell that story. It really is like the biggest mistake the Steelers have ever made. I also want to say that the Steelers' very first draft pick in 1936, his name was William Shakespeare, and I'm not fucking <laughs> kidding about that. That is not a joke. That is his first and last name. 1936. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, good pick. That, one thing about this topic is like, since we just said worst draft picks, like there's a lot of different ways that you could define what the worst is. Like if they're Correct. just a straight up bust, or if there's like a, if there's like you pick this guy and then like the one of the best quarterbacks ever got picked a few picks later, like that could also qualify. So yeah, good pick. All right, Alan, what is your number three worst draft? Uh, my number three worst draft pick is 
2011 number 22 overall pick Danny Shelton. And there's a little Ooh. bit of a little <laughs> bit of draft work draft work here that goes into it. So I just like Dave just said, you know, there are a lot of different ways to define worst draft pick and like Aaron, it's about who they left behind and not who they took necessarily. Not that Danny Shelton wasn't just, you know, another defensive tackle because he was just another defensive tackle that wasn't on the Browns in a couple of years. But I digress. So to get Danny Shelton at number 22, the Browns traded out of the number six pick in the draft. Oh, that's um, right. When, when their top wide receiver was Josh Cribbs, the punt returner. Um, yeah. And, and Julio <laughs> Jones was sitting there at number six to take. So, so by trading out of number six to number 22, they got Danny Shelton and draft picks that they turned into Greg, Lid Greg Little, um, who, I, I, you know, if you aren't a Browns fan, you probably don't remember. I always thought he was um, going to be awesome, man. Like, I was always like, you got a really good pick in Greg Little, dude, man. Greg, dude is Greg like Little, sport, bro. Just, just for a second, Greg Little had every single tool you want a wide receiver to have, except he dropped every fucking pass you threw to him. Other than that, he was right. great. Right. I mean, like, in you, I, I don't know about you guys, but like, if I'm drafted a wide receiver, I'm looking to see if the guy can catch. Like, that's probably at least got to be up there somewhere. Um, so they got Greg Little. Well, they got Danny Shelton. They got Greg Little. They got Owen Marisic, the fullback. Uh, and they got Brandon Whedon the next year with the number 21 overall pick. So <laughs> it's all a so circle. Of, it's all a circle, yeah, baby. It is. It's all connected. But so instead of taking Julio Jones at number six and filling, you know, a, a hole on your team that's, you know, currently occupied by a punt returner, you take a lackluster defensive tackle, a fullback, a receiver that can't catch, and Brandon Whedon, the oldest quarterback ever <laughs> drafted in NFL history. So, like, year old quarterback. Still yeah. in the league. So, yeah, I, yeah, still cashing checks. I, I guess that's the thing. But anyway, Danny Shelton, 2011, number 22. Garbage, garbage deal for the Browns. Danny Shelton's Super Bowl champion, but did not yeah. help the Browns one bit. Nope. To be fair, Josh Cripps was a monster. He was a monster. He's just returning a monster at returning kicks. kicks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then, Russ, why don't we move on to you? What's your number three worst NFL draft pick? So I had a real tough time with number three um, because I, I had one guy in mind. Uh, and I was thinking about him and I realized I had completely mixed up two different players. But what I also <laughs> realized is that really any player they draft from the University of Florida is terrible. There are like four. <laughs> Defensive players from the University of Florida they've drafted have been brutal. Um, Reggie Nelson, who played on the Bengals. Nice. Nice. Dante Fowler. Uh, Derek Harvey. And that guy named Taven Bryan. So my number four, or number three, sorry, I went with Taven Bryan uh, because they drafted him with the 29th pick. This was the year after they had the best defense since the 85 Bears. Um, so they picked a defensive tackle. Because that makes sense. Um, Solid. And then I think two picks later, the Ravens took Lamar Jackson. So um, 
Ouch. That's why he won out over the other three University of Florida Florida defensive players. But who was who was the uh, Jaguars quarterback when they passed on Lamar Jackson? Uh, we'll we'll talk about him in the next for the number two. <laughs> Excellent. But but I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh, he hung forty five points on the Steelers in the playoffs one time. <laughs> Ooh, wonder who it could be. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. It could be, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he hang 45 on Pittsburgh, too? <laughs> um, uh, it's a good... I, like, uh, I forget that happened at some point, you know? Yeah. I don't. It's nice. I don't at all. You, Alan, you should, you should set yourself an alarm, like, I don't know, once every three weeks or so, just to pop up and say, hey, Baker Mayfield scored 52 points on the Steelers, or however much it was in it the really playoff. It really does just... It really does just brighten your day when it, you know, when it pops into your head, though. Yeah. Finally, so. exercise the ghost of Tommy Maddox. Exercised. Yes. <laughs> that was a Browns tough Steelers year. one and one, one and one in playoffs. Browns and Steelers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Russ, that's a good pick, and you know why it's a good pick because I think I follow the NFL decently well, and I have no idea who the fuck that guy is you just talked about. I never so heard. That's, yeah, that's how you know. know it's who Lamar Jackson never heard is, of that though. guy. Yeah, we know who Lamar Jackson is. Yeah, that's why he's on the list. Sweet. There it is. All right. Uh, Mitch, what is your number three uh, worst NFL pick? Yeah, so I was having a think about it as well. And um, I think the Giants, well, at least uh, my mate always gives me crap. Uh, my other mate who's a Giants fan, he always gives me crap for giving the Giants uh, too much leeway um, after they make the picks. I'm always dead uh, positive and hopeful. And a lot of times it doesn't work out. Uh, my number three pick was in 2016. And Eli, it wasn't Eli Manning, but Eli Apple, uh, who actually oh. went to Ohio oh. State uh, yeah. University. So I think you guys <laughs> might know him. And uh, yeah. he was he was picked number 10. He's a cornerback. He was picked number 10 in round one um, overall. And the reason I've chosen Eli Apple is... We had Jerry Reese at the time. He was our um, what's that? He was our general manager at the time, and Jerry Reese made some horrible picks for the Giants throughout his ten years of being there. Some good, but mostly horrible. And uh, I reckon that he just chose Eli Apple first off because his first name was Eli, and he, you know, we had Eli Manning, so he thought that was a match. And then also <laughs> Apple being New York, being the Big Apple. Like I really, really think he didn't watch any tape of Eli Apple. He just thought, hey, this, this, this sounds right. I might as well choose a guy called Eli Apple um, but yeah cornerback cornerback wasn't a need for the Giants at the time uh, we had Corey Webster and uh, oh gosh I can't remember the other cornerback's name but we had two decent cornerbacks at the time and um, we originally we wanted uh, Jack Conklin um, who went to the Titans I believe uh, yeah, he's he on was, the Browns now he's on the Browns oh that's right that's right you guys mm-hmm. picked him up yeah 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 um, but he he was taken ahead of Eli Apple, and um, we we missed out on picks. For example, we missed out on Derek Henry, Jalen Smith, the linebacker, Xavier Howard, and uh, James Bradbury, who's now a current Giant as well. We missed out on those picks later on. We didn't need to take Eli Apple at pick ten. He never produced uh, in his three years at the Giants. Uh, he was actually called by Landon Collins, uh, called him a cancer. To the team and uh, yeah yeah like and his mom also went viral i don't know if you guys remember this video but like his mom went viral 
um, <laughs> when driving Eli Apple to his first training uh, with the Giants. And his mom was like, uh, you know, kind of babying him and stuff like that. And it was basically just embarrassing for the football world, for the Giants <laughs> football world, because his mom, his mommy was dropping him off at uh, practice and he was the number one pick for the Giants. So it just all went downhill from there and uh, never produced. We eventually traded him away for a fourth and a seventh. Um, and yeah, he's never produced since. I think he went to the Saints, I believe. <laughs> man eli apple was so good at ohio state it's like yeah he was i'm kind, of, su- I, I'm I was kind like, of surprised he wasn't good but maybe he just didn't have the mentality because he was real good at ohio state he got he got like benched in uh, his second year for like uh disciplinary reasons and like mm-hmm. i think he was just a wee bitch man <laughs> yeah <laughs> To, definitely to use a, a wee term. bitch dude yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely a wee bitch dude i'm gonna be saying that for the rest of my life so yeah <laughs> well said well said dude i like uh i like i like the image of the giants gm in the draft uh like the player he wanted gets picked and he's like fuck fuck i did not have a second <laughs> yeah. choice hold on hold yeah. on giants giants eli manning G- eli is there someone named eli pick eli <laughs> My thought is he was like eating an apple and he looked yeah. up at the what was left on the board. He's, he was Eli, like, he's looking at an this apple. Is fake. It's like a Peter Griffin moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he right. looks at the he looks at the life size cutout of Eli Manning he keeps in his office. <laughs> Eli Apple. Yeah. I feel like that's what I feel like that's what I would do if I manage any sports team. I would just make wild uh wild, wild connections. Yeah. All right, Dave, what is your number two worst NFL draft pick? Okay. Uh, my number two um, is uh, with the 22nd pick in the 2014 draft. Uh, notice a trend here, 22nd picks. Uh, this one is Johnny Manziel. Um, and uh, I am wearing a Johnny Manziel t-shirt right now, so I am not without blame Ow. here. Yeah. Still in it's the a league. comfy shirt. The comfy shirt. Uh, so uh, I just want to say, like, uh, Johnny Manziel at the time, we all were, like, kind of excited, but in our heart of hearts, we all probably knew this wasn't going to be good. Um, by all accounts, like, and I mean all accounts, he had a horrible work ethic from the very beginning. Uh, you guys remember when he got caught partying in Vegas with a wig and a fake mustache? Yes, I do. <laughs> I absolutely I do. Billy Vegas was going to be on your list. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, He's like his alter ego. Um, And unfortunately, the real Johnny Manziel kind of sucked. Career, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, But really, the point I want to make with Johnny Manziel, because he's obviously not like fully like mentally ready to be a professional or like never was, never will be. Um, You know how like every couple years, somebody will say like, hey, Alabama's really good. I bet they could beat the worst NFL team. You know how people say that? Uh, Mm -hmm. Johnny Manziel beat Alabama and then could not beat any NFL team (laughs) while playing on an NFL team. So we can put that (laughs) argument to rest, I think. Johnny Manziel, number two. All right. I just very quickly want to say that like, I have taken, I, I take almost zero pleasure from like all of the Browns quarterbacks that the Steelers have fucked up. Like 99% of the time, I feel like bad. I'm like, Jesus Christ, they just threw that motherfucker to the wolves. You know what uh-huh. I mean? But uh, what I will say is Johnny Menzel was the one quarterback that I was like, kill that man. You go out on the field <laughs> and you kill that pompous, smarmy 
piece of shit right now. It actually makes me mad because I remember he threw a touchdown pass against the Steelers, and I remember just being like, so, like, inconsolably angry about that. Uh, <laughs> so what I'll say is, when we talked about this earlier, when I was like, oh, there's an obvious number one, if I was, if I was a Browns, it would have been Johnny Manziel. Like, I would be so fucking mad about everything that happened in the entirety of that saga. Man, uh, so I, first of all, I'm happy that you did not take pleasure in the Steelers destroying Charlie Fry. Thank you for that. Willard, Ohio, dude. I feel bad for the guy. <laughs> and yeah, um, those when it got bad for Manziel and he was just like running for his life, it was uh, it was one of the worst. So funny, like, dude. Uh, one of the worst things to watch. Poor Johnny Manziel made poor Jim Donovan so sad. He made Jim Donovan so sad. <laughs> Yeah, and that's honestly that was the worst part of the Johnny Manziel saga was how sad it made Jim Donovan. Yeah, like, Jim really, Donovan's the Browns really radio was. guy. For those who don't know, all all we he want, all me better. and Alan want, yeah, all we want is for Jim Donovan to be happy. Johnny Manziel, you did not provide that, so you're my second pick. Nice, uh, Alan, your number two worst NFL draft pick. Uh, my number two is uh, the number three overall pick in the 2001 NFL draft. That mm-hmm. is big money, Gerard Warren. Um, <laughs> you so, do not like defensive linemen at all. I don't, like, I don't like bad defensive linemen, and I don't like taking them at number three in the draft. Okay. It, it is surprising and, how high they took some of these. Like, like, and, high, like, and here's these why, are the only two. No, they aren't the only two. I think that they're probably the worst deals for the Browns. So, Gerard Warren, number three overall. Who's taken two picks later? Ladanian fucking Tomlinson. <laughs> Ouch. Ladanian Tomlinson, on a, on a year when the Browns' lead rushers are... I, I mean, tell me if anybody, either of these guys, because I, I only know of them because of playing Madden, right? Hang on, let me let me find them. James J- James Jackson and Jamel White. 500 yards, 400 yards, 2.8 yard at, or yards per carry average, 3.5 yards per carry average. Those were the guys that were running the football for your essentially still an expansion team. And despite how bad they were, they went 7 and 9. So how do you leave Ladanian Tomlinson on the board? And take Gerard Warren instead. Now, I get what you're saying. Maybe, maybe they needed a defensive tackle more. And that's fine. That's fine. You know who was taken right after him? Justin Smith. Instead of Bengals <laughs> player. Jesus Christ. Dom- dominated there for years. You yeah. know who was taken two picks after him? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Two picks after was LaDainian Tomlinson. You know who was three picks after? Richard fucking Seymour. I mean, <laughs> the, the Browns have... They just they have this way of finding the absolute worst guy. Um, yeah, out of out of a group of sorry, go on. Uh, like three Hall of Fame defensive linemen and one other guy. They right. picked the other they guy. Picked the other guy. So there were, you know, that that draft was really a great draft. Michael Vick, Leonard Davis, Justin Smith, Ladanian Tomlinson, Richard Seymour, Andre Carter, David Terrell. I don't know who that is. Uh, Corin Robinson and Jamal Reynolds, and I don't know who that is. That's the the top ten. So I mean, you know, Gerard Warren is maybe you know the seventh or eighth best. 
out of the eighth best out of the players listed there only because I don't know who the <laughs> other two are. Some wide receiver from uh, oh, from Michigan, obviously, so I don't know who he is. Didn't and, David uh, didn't David Terrell play for the Giants? Uh, I think he might have. Yeah, he sounds familiar. Not yeah, to be confused with David Tyree. No, no, never. Yeah. But anyway, the, the only other thing about Gerard Warren is this was before the Sam Bradford debacle where he got like a $50 million contract. And right. so Gerard Warren got paid just a, a huge amount of money. He got paid $35 million over six years. Um, and some enormous amount of it was guaranteed. And he held out like up until the very end of it. He didn't go to any training camp. He didn't do any of the summer activities. I didn't like Gerard Warren. Oh, also, he was garbage. Yeah. Yeah, on top of all that, he actually just wasn't very good. He was just like an average yeah. defensive tackle. Yeah, so hmm. there we go. Gerard Warren, number two. All right. Russ, why don't you give us your number two? Bloodbath, you skipped Aaron. I, dude, I thought I skipped him. Like, holy, like you one hundred. I'm scared with it. I thought you might just catch it. I, I don't care. I was just like, um, all right, I'm just all right. Gonna uh, ride. Aaron, no, Aaron, go ahead and do your number two. See, this is why I don't actually care that you skip me because this is like a pick that you guys are gonna like scoff at. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, it must be so rough, dude, right? So my number two, fourth round punter Daniel Sepulveda. Is is my number two pick. Okay. So one, I get it. I get it. Right. So not only was I telling people how good this I was like, this guy is going to be the greatest fucking punter in the history of the NFL. And you all have no idea who this dude is. Uh, I don't remember where he played for maybe Baylor, something like that. Uh, but he was known for like as a punter in college, like laying fucking like hits on uh, kick returns. So I was like, boom. Perfect Steeler punter. I mean, he won whatever that punter fucking award is in college his last year. Uh, and the Steelers, you know, for all you know, for all the good players they've had, they've just never been able to figure out like punter. Like, I'm pretty sure they had Chris Gardaki is their like longest tenured punter like since I've been alive. Uh, and Former he played Browns for the Browns. Great. Former yeah, Browns, great. The, just whatever, dude. But what I what I will say is like, and I won't spend a lot of time talking <laughs> about a punter. Daniel Sepulveda was taken higher than probably any punter that I can think of in the history of the fucking sport. Um, he was supposed to come in and just crack people and he just got ran over all the time. Uh, he was a terrible <laughs> punter. Uh, he, he was not a good punter. Uh, I'm not going to go to the draft and find out what other people were taking after the fourth round. But what I will say is that is a fucking mighty high pick for somebody that I talked a lot of shit about. And then people made fun of me for so, fuck you, Pittsburgh. Terrible pick. Daniel Sepulveda, Wait, number two. Aaron, hold hold on. Are you saying they drafted him because he was he's like a big guy and he's supposed to like hit people hard or something on returns? No, that was that that was the bonus. That that's that's oh. what separated him. Uh, that's he was, a, he was a that's really a real good... galaxy brain drafting right there. But here's the thing: is is he was also <laughs> like statistically by far the best punter in college. He played Division One. I'm pretty sure he played in the Big Twelve or one of the other like five major conferences. Like this dude was supposed to be fucking awesome and the Steelers took him because they didn't want anybody else to take him in the sixth round like you, you know what I mean that they, they wanted this fucking punter you know what I mean and I was super stoked about it because you know I mean back at this time the Steelers were just so fucking good 
like every fucking year. And it was just like, you know, what would make this even cooler is if we had a punter who could fucking crack people. Like, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was like so fucking pumped about it. Uh, All right. he, he, he was just a waste. But Aaron, you're, you're reminding me that uh, it's a shame that we don't have a Buccaneers fan in here because I don't know if you guys remember in 2016 when the Bucks they traded back into the second from the third. Yeah, Robert Aguayo, man. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's the worst draft pick of uh, yes. the past five years, at least, or seven years. Pro- probably ever, maybe. We're going to hear about Aguayo later because we got some box okay. fans of, in our fan responses. Of course we will. Um. Yeah, Aaron, you're right. That's it's not galaxy brain drafting. That sounds like everyone was fucking on cocaine, feeling themselves, and they were like, "Let's get the <laughs> we fucking were, big punter, man. We He's gonna fuck people world, up, man. Stick, baby. Two, two championships <laughs> in like four years, bro. Like nobody can stop this fucking defense. Let's get a punter who can hit as hard as Troy Polamalu. Oh, he broke the shoulder the first <laughs> season. Fair, and barely played after that. Whenever I played Madden when I was younger, I would always uh, make my punter like seven foot, 300 pounds and make them absolutely smart. crunch people under. Yeah, <laughs> yeah smart. Yeah. That's, that's big brain strategy right there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's coming straight out of fucking Scotland, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good pick. Now, Russ, why don't you give us your number two? <laughs> so, so number two is Blake Bortles. Uh, number three Ooh. overall pick in 2014. I think he's uh, great. <laughs> I, I figured he'd make Aaron's list, actually, because of all the pain that he inflicted on the Steelers. The I only years. watched him play one time, and it was that time you're referencing. <laughs> <laughs> to me, he's the greatest quarterback I've ever seen play. <laughs> that, that may be true. Uh, well, except for Chad Henney, who beat him out one year uh, after he was drafted. Chad Henney beat him out for the starting gig. Uh, Bortles got it back and was just an embarrassment for a really good team. And then the year after that, former Cleveland Brown Cody Kessler beat out Blake Bortles for the starting game. (laughs) That's a a rough spot. That's an indictment, yeah. Mm -hmm. At which point they then, Bortles got the job back and they signed him to a long-term extension. And then I think cut him so they could sign Nick Foles. And we know how that worked out as well. So Blake Bortles is uh, my number two. Yeah, dude. Like, uh, like we, Bortles is I traveled. I traveled down to Jacksonville um, to go to a uh, Browns Jags game down there. Is like one of the only Browns games I got to go to that season, and I was real excited because the Jags were like pretty bad, and they fucked them up. It was like it wasn't even close. The Browns were bad too, but still, like you, wow. you know how when you're rooting for a bad team and you're like, "Well, we're bad, but that other team, they're fucking bad. We should be able to beat them." Nope, nope, didn't work out that way. Like <laughs> Bortles probably got you. One of his two wins, the other against the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, and I and I and, and I'll just like be like completely honest about that. Like that 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 like I can't even explain it. Like, like it was like when the Steelers got like fucking T-bowed. You know what I'm saying? It's just like one of those things. Like as I'm watching that game, and if I remember correctly, like the Steelers were down like 25 or 30 points, and like slowly started creeping back into the game. Like Antonio Brown was like 
doing really well against Jalen Ramsey, I, I believe, who, who was playing for him at the time. And the Steelers started yeah. coming back, and I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be so funny when Blake Bortles shits the fucking bed in the fourth quarter, and he did it. He just kept playing really well. And I was just like, what? <laughs> in the fuck is happening here? Like that, that was the year the Steelers, that was the last real legitimate chance they had to win the Super Bowl was that year. And Blake Bortles took that from them. Let's also, let's also not forget the, uh, the great David Garrard and his playoff success against Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. They won that game too. Another year, the Steelers could have won the Super Bowl, but just shit the bed. In the... Here's the weird thing about Mike Tomlin is he shits the bed against the weirdest teams, dude. But I, I won't ever say anything bad about Blake Bortles because the one time my team played him, they just embarrassed him on, like, the biggest stage. Yeah. Same yeah. here. Like, th- they beat the shit out of the Browns that game. I just looked up the box score. It was 24-6. to six. I'm glad Yikes. someone else brought the 2007 one up because I really felt like that'd be piled on if I brought that up as well. <laughs> no, I got you. No, no. I mean, like, like, I, I, I'm not, not even mad, like, dude. Like, the, I, I remember, like... There was like a fourth and there was like a third or a fourth down that the Steelers had to convert at the very end of the game on the last drive to win it. And they ran a draw play on like fourth and 20. And I was like, what the fuck? Wait, time out. We have- <laughs> they were in a draw play with Ben Roethlisberger. I remember that play. Dude, and, yeah, and, and, I'm, and, and, I, and it's just like I was watching oh, something had to happen there. And then the announcers are like, nothing happened there. And that was what they drew up <laughs> during the timeout. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? very funny yeah all right yeah i mean i know blake bortles is terrible and everything but like it's weird how he's only had success against like the teams that we root for in this here like podcast right now he's a spiteful motherfucker i'll tell you what (laughs) still in the league just just cashing those backup quarterback checks well on that note let's go ahead and move on to mitch with his number two NFL draft pick. So I feel really bad about this one because I've still got lots of faith. Um, and I'm wondering if you guys can guess who I'm going to talk about here. But my second overall uh, worst draft pick by the Giants in my time uh, is 2019 round one, pick number six, Daniel Jones, our quarterback. Yep, yeah. our That's exactly who I thought you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, 100% who I thought you were going to say. As soon as you said guess, I was like, oh, it's Daniel Jones. Man, like I really, I'm trying, I'm trying to love him. Uh, like I think a lot of Giants fans are trying their hardest to love him. But as you guys obviously know, like our Eli Manning is goated uh, for us, like forever. And uh, Daniel Jones was the end of Eli Manning. Um, we we didn't need to. Eli, yeah, Eli stinks, right? He's always stunk. Uh, he did. He won us a couple of Super Bowls, but it was actually the defense that won us the Super Bowls. But. Um, we needed Eli. We, we we still wanted him. We still had him. We didn't have to get rid of him. And uh, picking Daniel Jones at number six was the death of Eli. It led to the eventual benching of him, which was one of the saddest moments. Uh, I actually Ooh, think yeah. I, might, I, might, I might have cried when they benched Eli that Dude, game. didn't they bench him like right before he was about to like break a streak or some, something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He it was two, I think important. it was two games before he was going to break the like longest uh, Giants active uh, starting streak or whatever it was two or maybe not even just the giants maybe it was the end oh no it won't be because brett Favre got the longest uh yeah. starting thing um so yeah the, the benching of eli was one of the saddest moments uh, daniel jones hasn't produced in his two seasons and uh 
Yeah, I mean, we've been trying to give him love, but it's just not working. Um, he needs to produce this season, uh, definitely, with the you know the added talents of Galladay um, and with all, like, you know, with Shakon coming back. Uh, if he doesn't produce this season, then he may well be my number one spot next year. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he wasn't who I thought you would have here when you started talking about, like, recent or, like, can we guess, but different year. Uh, but I don't know. Daniel, since I don't follow the Giants super closely other than chatting with you sometimes, like Daniel Jones is just like a anonymous, like below average quarterback, I think, he's for the a, rest of us. He's just a fast Eli. That's all. He's just a fast Eli. <laughs> uh, and then even when he runs, he trips over himself. So that's so not oh, any good. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Link in the description. Link in the description for that play. That's that very funny. That is yeah, incredibly that. Eli if he trips over himself. Yeah. <laughs> He's just not as lovable as Eli is. Right. I mean, I, let's be everybody be nice to Eli. You know, Eli was, you know, I grew, like Eli. He, he grew beat up the Patriots twice. He grew up Fuck number yeah. three in his family. I mean, like it was, it was a tough number four in his family, probably. <laughs> I mean, and at this point, like his nieces can probably throw the ball better than him. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, Eli, Eli lives a rough life you know he's sitting there at Thanksgiving with Archie and Peyton and wh- whatever the other one's name is well, the other is brother, the other brother was to like, supposed to be he was like supposed to be the best one of them but then he I think he had like a big injury when he was in high school or something and then he couldn't play again something like that yeah, yeah. so Eli just you know Eli has a rough life yeah. Daniel Jones, though, I, you know, I, Eli's a fucking millionaire. Know. His he, life is awesome. Shut up. He's, yeah, he's the second the highest life. paid. I think he's the Fuck second you. highest paid quarterback of all time. Like uh, as yeah. an accum- accumulative salary. And he salary. beat the undefeated Peyton's Patriots. He exactly. beat that he beat Brady Patriots twice. team. We took two rings Hell, away from Brady. Fucking yeah, you did, dude. Did, I love you. He did all those things, and he played well. He in did all games. those things, but all he does is catch shit. You know, like <laughs> all Eli there. does is catch shit. Right. He, That's what I'm saying. Everybody be nice to Eli. Yeah. <laughs> He's such he a lovable like, guy. He looks like he got hit in the face with a shovel all the time. <laughs> he, does. he does. Like he gets hit in the face regularly. When, Peyton, when Peyton won his Super Bowl with the Broncos and then he switched up to Eli in the booth. Uh, I don't know if you remember that face he had when like the Broncos won and Peyton won his like final ring and Eli just had no smile on his face at all. <laughs> He's like, God damn it. Peyton's going to be such an asshole about this tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, my second pick, Daniel Jones, he's number two. All right, all right, nice pick. All right, moving on. Um, Before we go ahead and do our number one uh, picks, or you guys do your number one picks, uh, we're going to take just a second to hear from our sponsors because we got to pay some bills. And by pay bills, I mean uh, not pay bills because this is all for free. So Keep the lights uh, but, on. <laughs> uh, but here we go. We do, uh, we'll do. we pause for a second from a wor- for a word from our sponsors. Hey everyone, before we get to our number one picks, I want to take a second and talk to you about our friends over at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters. We here at a Top 3 Podcast record at really weird times of day, and as such, without coffee this show would not be possible. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. 
They provide single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and are available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find any type of coffee that you're looking for, or if you don't want to do the choosing, let them do it for you. Sign up for their Coffee of the Month program. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners, 20% off of your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's TOP3 with the number 3 at checkout for 20% off of your first order. Barbell Brew is running a cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where they donate a percentage of their profits every month to charity. April's charity is the Testicular Cancer Society. So, follow them over at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and at Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram. Check the episode description for links to their social pages and their website so you can get caffeinated as soon as possible. Support local coffee roasters like Barbell Brew and taste the difference. All right, let's go find out what these number one picks are. Let's go. Okay, and we're back. Uh, Now let's go ahead and we'll start our number ones. Uh, Dave, if you want to go ahead and start, what is your number one worst draft pick? Okay, me and Alan have not overlapped yet. But if we don't overlap on this one, then I will be super surprised. Uh, My number one uh, worst pick by the Cleveland Browns in uh, for the eighth pick in the first round of 2014, one Justin Gilbert is my number one worst pick by the Browns. (laughs) Um, It's a bad bad one. All right. uh, So before I get to like the real reason that, well, no, they're equally bad reasons, but the first one is like him as a person. Uh, the Browns never met with Gilbert before drafting him with the number eight overall pick. They never met him. Let that sink in for a second. Uh, and if they would have met him, they probably would have realized that he had like no work ethic whatsoever and was just a generally a piece of shit. Um, like, out of the league in maybe three years in the NFL. Um, so that like made no impact on the field. He was hurt more than he like got on the field. And when he did, he wasn't very good, but uh, I just want to read to you um, who else got drafted around Justin Gilbert in the 2014 NFL draft. So uh, right directly after him, um, Anthony Barr, pro bowl linebacker, Eric Ebron, Pro Bowl tight end. Taylor Lewan, Pro Bowl offensive tackle. Odell Beckham Jr., Pro Bowl wide receiver. Aaron Donald, Pro Bowl defensive tackle. Uh, do I need to keep going? Kyle Fuller, Pro Bowl cornerback. Um, I think I'll stop there, but there's like four more Pro Bowlers right in a row after that. So Justin Gilbert drafted instead of drafting the next 10 picks, which were all Pro Bowlers. <laughs> yeah. So Justin Gilbert, yeah. I don't really need to say anything else. He like the Browns cut him for generally like breaking team rules. He signed with the Steelers. Even the Steelers couldn't rehabilitate him and he was out of the league. Yeah, so that's it. That was a bad draft. That was a that was a bad year for the Browns. Oh yeah. So like in case we already forgot, that was also the year they picked Manzel. So it was a that was a, a rough first round. My my top three is basically the Browns 2014 draft, (laughs) which directly led to them winning one game in two seasons. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, it did. It was 
those were the dark days. So I don't, like people, people here who aren't fans of AFC North teams, do you even remember Justin Gilbert? I remember I was like, oh, I can't wait for him to come to Pittsburgh and to get an interception return touchdown against Cleveland. This is going to be great. And then I don't think he made it through training camp, dude, to be honest with you. No, no, he didn't. I only remember him because it was the same year as the as, uh, Billy Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that we brought up Billy Vegas a second time. Russ, you're an integral part of what we're doing here. Wasn't Justin Gilbert like 6'4"? Wasn't he huge? I don't think so. He I don't think he was like maybe I'm thinking about something else. Maybe he was he was like a he had the physical tool. Yeah, he was like a just an excellent, excellent athlete, like a great kick returner, like track and field type guy. Awesome on Madden. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Um yeah. We can move on. I'm done talking about Justin Gilbert. Maybe I'm not if Alan picked him. All right. Well, uh, Aaron, let's go ahead and get your number two NFL draft pick. That is the worst. Or your number one. Sorry. Um, Sorry, Aaron. Aaron, let's get your number one. What I've realized is Bloodbath does not care about me and does not think about me when I'm not around. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) My number one uh, biggest draft bust uh, that the Pittsburgh Steelers made in my life uh, number 15 uh, overall pick in the 2013 NFL draft, Jarvis Jones. Um, Jarvis Jones uh, was coming out nice. of college on fucking fire. And the Steelers had like a weird year because Roethlisberger was hurt uh, for a good part of the season. They didn't make the playoffs and they were basically given this 15 overall pick, which was the highest that they'd had in forever. Uh, And slowly as the draft progressed, you could see people are like, oh, fuck. The Steelers are really about to go get another generational fucking linebacker. And he fell to them and they did. Uh, Jarvis Jones did not play for the Steelers for very long. Uh, just, uh, 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 you know, had a bunch of things that are common with like bus draft picks. Like he didn't have a work ethic. Um, he didn't, he was never injured. He was just never fucking good. Like we brought him in as kind of like a replacement, uh, for James Harrison, which is why it's such a guess. We were like, oh fuck. Okay, cool. We got this other, like just punishing, like outside linebacker, uh, came in and, and, and was just terrible. Uh, Pittsburgh, they never start rookies. He started as a rookie. You know what I mean? They threw him in and he, he never figured it out. It sucks. Cause you know. 2015 wasn't that long ago. If he, you know, he had as scary of a career as a lot of people predicted, he could be playing with Devin Bush and TJ Watt right now. And, you know, you know, re- rest in peace, you're back, Ryan Shazier. Like the Steelers could uh, <laughs> arguably, uh, with the addition of Jarvis Jones, like playing even to like 80% of his true potential, could have arguably had one of the scariest linebacking cores of all time. Uh, the, the only thing I will say to defend the Steelers is that if they would not have taken them there, everybody would have skewed him. I looked at some of the other, uh, Players that were dra- drafted after him, uh, Tyler Eifert, uh, you know, he, he was injured a lot for Cincinnati, but he would have been great, especially right, you know, ever since Heath Miller, the Steelers haven't really had like a tight end who could, you know, you know change their offensive game. Uh, Desmond Trufant was on there, Xavier Rhodes. So they, they had players that they could have like gone out and got, but like the fact that like he had so much potential and people thought he was the best linebacker in the draft, like it went from being like, the Steelers just played the first round to uh, Jarvis Jones is, is not on Pittsburgh and nobody wants him anymore. So uh, enough about that. I just wasted talent, terrible draft pick. Fuck Jarvis Jones. 
Yeah, man. I, I was actually doing a little bit of research for this because you were complaining about how hard it was to find Steelers draft picks. And so I looked and they legit hit like 19 out of 20 first round picks. And Jarvis Jones is the only one that wasn't like the outlining data. Good. Yeah. And my honorable yeah. mention there, there's one that everybody thinks is good, but is actually solely responsible for a lot of turmoil in Steeler country. Uh, but that's my honorable mention. We'll get to him. Okay. Yeah, it's actually pretty impressive when you get one of these guys who, like, didn't get hurt, uh, didn't, like, get arrested or, like, kicked off the team that just, like, they just play a long time and they're just not good. It's actually kind of impressive. I mean, until two years ago, I thought the same thing about Bud Dupree. Like, I was like, this dude is yeah. fucking terrible. Like, why why are we sticking around? And then, you know, he eventually had his, like, butterfly moment, you know, uh, two years ago. Um, but Jarvis Jones never did any, like any of that. Like he was just like James Harrison was so old and fat at that point. Uh, and I was just like, somebody bring James Harrison back. Like James Harrison, will get one sack. You know what I mean? So yeah, just an awful draft pick. James Harrison is an absolute beast now. Have you been watching him on Instagram? He's so ripped. I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him like fucking like try and swim through an offensive line. Then I'll be impressed. James Harrison, uh, James Harrison's good right now because he can do all the steroids he wants without worried, without being worried about covering it up during his <laughs> NFL career. That, that's right. Player, player. <laughs> yeah, J- James Harrison. I love him. Uh, and I don't want to say bad things about him, but I would have rather had him at like 38 than any more time with Jarvis Jones. Yeah, for sure. All right. Good pick. Uh, Alan, let's go ahead and get your number one. Well, we've already talked about him. Um, my number one is 2014, number 22 overall, Johnny Football. Johnny Football, um, baby! Johnny, Johnny, yeah. Johnny. Vegas, Vegas! <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, we've, you know, we've, we've tread this ground, so I'm, I'm going to be brief. But it goes back to exactly what Dave was just talking about, that it's all connected. So there's a little bit of a lead up to this. So in 2012, we traded up one spot from number four to number three to draft Trent Richardson. And we gave up a a boatload of picks to do it. Uh, Trent Richardson lasted one year. You know, I mean, Trent Richardson's a whole nother conversation to have about bad Browns draft picks. Um, Trent Richardson lasted one year and two games. Uh, He was averaged like three yards a carry. He was, you know, Middle of the road at best. Uh, traded him to the Colts for number two, number 22 in 2014, Johnny Football. So we traded uh, a first round pick, a fourth round pick, a seventh round pick, and the player for Johnny Football uh, two years later. And um, all he did was, you know, wreck our franchise instead of the league. So uh, number one overall. Johnny Football, 2014, number 22 overall. Two first-round picks invested in him, as well as three other picks invested in him. So, uh, Alan, really bad investment. Alan, one thing that you didn't mention that I also forgot to mention is how um, uh, Jimmy Haslam claimed that he was uh, convinced by a homeless man on the street to draft Johnny Football. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Uh, Hold on, I gotta hear that story. You heard that right. It's actually a real thing, yeah. Yeah. That's totally a real thing. 
Yeah, there's uh there's there's not much to it. Although I don't really believe that Jimmy Haslam stopping and talking to homeless people on the street, but in case the story is real, this the story goes that he got to talk and draft with uh the homeless guys on the street as you do. And uh yeah, the the guy told him he should draft Johnny Football and Jimmy Haslam probably said, "Well, that's a mighty fine idea." And then he did. And that's how the story goes. See, so like, you know, I don't, again, I don't follow, I don't follow. So the quote here is that, quote, here in Cleveland, everywhere I go, people know me. And I was out to dinner recently and a homeless person was out on the street, looked up at me and said, draft Manziel. (laughs) (laughs) That's how a video game starts. (laughs) That's That's so funny. That is a, that is a direct quote from Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, Jimmy Haslam. As he looked down on the homeless person laying in the street. Yeah, draft Manzel. Draft Manzel. <laughs> so His eyes were I, like glowing green. Go ahead, Blood. I remember. <laughs> I remember. You know, again, like I said, I I follow like you know the Browns games, but I don't follow all the statistics and the players the way you guys do. Um, so I remember, was it 2014 or 2015? That was the year where the Browns had like their little streak where they won like two games in a row or three games in a row. And it was all, you know, everybody was talking about, you know, uh, Johnny football. And then uh, it went sour very, very quickly. Uh, was that was that 2014 or was that 2015? Where it's like everybody kind of got their hopes up for a minute and then they're just like, oh, no, that's not happening. So in, in 2014, we... Let's see here. I got I have this pulled up. We were seven and we were eight and four after or no seven and seven and four after eleven games. So you know, I think that was probably the year yeah. that, that you're thinking about Bloodbath is is where we were we were seven and four and we finished seven and nine. Yeah, and like yeah. it was everybody was everybody was all about him and then they were just like, Oh no, fuck this guy. <laughs> Like kill this yeah. motherfucker. Okay, <laughs> that's what I thought. I, I mean, you know that. I mean, I understand what you're saying for the, about the roller coaster in general. Like every season, uh, except for this last one, it was pretty, uh, pretty consistent. So, I'm just coming back to how American football was basically like watching a movie for the first time. Uh, when I first heard about Johnny Football, that's the most American uh, movie, kind of a football movie <laughs> name that there ever is. Isn't it? it is. That's the most American name of all time. You're not Johnny it is. Football. Yeah. yeah, you could not think of a more American name than that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good pick. Good pick. Uh, Russ, let's get your number one. All right. So my number one still bothers me to this day. It's uh, been 10 years um, that he, this man still is rent free in my head. The 10th <laughs> overall pick in 2011, Jaguars selected Blaine Gabbert. Oh, um, ouch. Ouch. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into Blaine yeah. Gabbert's career with Jaguars because it's really not much to talk about. But the reason it still sticks with me and the reason he's my number one. Two things. One, he won a Super Bowl ring last year, um, which just oh, yes, he terrible. did. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, still in the league. Yeah, also, so did Byron Leftwich, by the way. Just all the Jaguars. Oh, and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much everyone that played for the Jaguars won a Super Bowl ring last year, except for the Jaguars. Um, but <laughs> assuming everyone 
listening to this, you know, all four people. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Are aware the Jaguars are about to pick first. They're about to pick Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence, by all accounts, is top five quarterback prospect of all time. But I'm still convinced that he's going to be a bust because he looks like sunshine from Remember the Titans, just yeah, like Blaine Gabbert did. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert looking exactly <laughs> the same. So 10 years later, Blaine Gabbert has still scarred me so much. Yeah. I can't get over Trevor Lawrence's haircut. <laughs> Pretty boy quarterbacks do not do well. Dude, it was a, that was a thing with Baker Mayfield because people kept bringing up Johnny Manziel when the Browns drafted Baker. And it just like, it just like pulled, we had like just finished like leaving Johnny behind us. And then they're like, oh, Baker Mayfield, he reminds me of Johnny Manziel because he's an asshole. And it was like, oh no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> this could be the really flag, bad. Dude. Yeah. Nah, but Baker's good. Anyway, um, fuck, I forgot about Blaine Gabbert. That's how, that's how bad he was. Speaking of, yeah, being in the league for a long time and still being terrible the whole time. Blaine still Gabbert, cash- your child. getting those checks. Johnny Manziel was so bad, he can't even do that. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot to talk about that with Johnny Manziel. He's in that new new football. He yes, is he so is. bad at football that he is in a league where fourteen year olds on the internet get to call the plays for him, dude. I mean, like, not only is he in that league, he's so bad that he get he is getting benched in those games. Like, he's not he even good in those I'm games. Sure he didn't win. Yeah. What? Oh man. He because there That's was too a bad. there was a game where Josh Gordon uh, was going to play on Johnny Manziel's team and. They there did. was I like, they yeah, and there was like very minor internet excitement because it was like, oh, 2014 Browns reunion or whatever. But like, um, he like Johnny Manziel was so bad he got benched in that game. Ow! In the fan controlled a... football league. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I watched yeah, part a... of one of those games. It's basically backyard football. How did Johnny Manziel get benched? That's dude. Yeah. How many extra players do they keep on roster? Yeah, the other like the other quarterback is probably just like like Uncle Rico or something like that. Just like some <laughs> dude they found. <laughs> <laughs> like they both everybody plays both ways, offense and defense. I'm sorry, I know this is supposed to be about Blaine Gabbard. I just I got I got Johnny football. On we the we line can just now, never so. talk about Blaine Gabbard again. And I'm, I'm good <laughs> We're let you're getting the poison out today, Russ. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Mitch, why don't you uh, carry us on home and tell us your uh, number one? So my number one pick, and I think uh, any other Giants fans that might be listening will 100 percent agree that in recent years, the worst uh, draft pick by the New York Giants was. 2015 round one pick number nine eric flowers and he was oh yeah yeah, from miami florida um first thing to mention is his name is eric but it's e-r-e-c-k uh that was uh, one thing that struck me that's rough uh, (laughs) 
that's, strike that's, one. Again, again, that's, yeah, that's so strike rough. One, strike one, strike one. Erect, erect flowers is, is also his uh, last name. So it was kind of weird picking a taco with the family name of flowers. Uh, you kind of want a rough bruiser kind of name, but I guess we didn't get that. Um, so Eric Flowers, he, I guess the problem for the Giants is that we've had problems on the offensive line for years now, um, as uh, like uh, Eli will probably tell you. Um, so we've been trying to fix that problem for n- numerous years, and Eric Flowers was taking number nine, six foot six and 340 pounds, I think he was, a brick. Brick shithouse, built like a yeah, brick shithouse. Big boy, big boy, but ended up playing like a turnstile. And uh, <laughs> in his uh, three years, I guess, with the Giants, I read that he gave up the most sacks, and sorry, most pressures, 169 pressures in the league in his three years with the Giant. And um, he was ranked 54th best tackle. Um, I think the biggest problem <laughs> is basically, and, and, and I know, again, we're coming back to Eli, is the fact that he basically put Eli in his arse uh, all the time. And yeah. uh, again, leading to the demise of Eli Manning and the Giants going, you know, win winningless seasons uh, quite often. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest problem that I have with Eric Flowers is that he ended up going to the Redskins and playing well for the Redskins. And then he's now on a three-year, $30 million contract with the Miami Dolphins. He ended up being oh, really geez. good. Yeah, he got converted over to guard, and he's actually playing well now. Um, so it's almost like he did it on purpose just to fuck over Eli. Um, so yeah, the number one, the number one uh, pick for me is definitely Eric Flowers. I love referring to a bad offensive lineman as a turnstile. Like I'm sure I've heard that before at some point, but right now I'm like, I've never heard that. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, What I will say, and this is what's, this is the one thing that the Steelers did to extend Ben Roethlisberger's career is when Roethlisberger and Eli, like as they were getting older, they surrounded Eli with like, you know, they, they tried to get him like offensive talent, but didn't think about the offensive line and the Steelers, they did the, they like invested a lot of draft picks in those offensive lines. And he, you know, I mean, who, who knows how much longer Eli could have actually played at like a decent level if they gave him, yeah, if, if they put one together for him, because he was getting fucking annihilated the last couple of years of his career yeah he always. was he was always on his arse and uh i think that's why his face is the way it was man like it is like what 10 times a game you're gonna have a grumpy ass face as well aren't you yeah <laughs> grumpy ass face well said <laughs> i think that was eric Flair's nickname as well grumpy ass face <laughs> But it was spelled with like an E and an H, and you're just like, ugh, what a douche. All right, dude. So, Mitch, uh, like you said, this this is something that like none of the Browns players that I mentioned today actually did this, but some that I didn't put on my list uh, did, which is like your team drafts them really high. They fucking suck for your team for years and years, and then they get signed by another team like Cam Irving uh, was awful when he was on the Browns starting offensive lineman for the chiefs on like the best offense in football. And it's just like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like what? <laughs> yeah. You always do. We invest the pick. We do the dirty work at the beginning and then we ended up getting nothing for him. We couldn't even trade him. Apparently uh, he got benched. Eric Flowers got benched for Chad Wheeler, who was a undrafted free agent. Um, and oh, also we signed Nate Solder, who was probably the worst free agent signing. So if you guys ever do a, 
top three worst free agent signings. Uh, you already know my number one pick is Nate Solder because we got him for I can't remember how much. What forty million? It was a lot. It was a lot. Something like that. Uh, no, maybe more. Actually, it was like I don't know, ridiculous money for a shite player. So that was all thanks to Eric Flowers. <laughs> Just keeps on giving. Well. Uh, let's go ahead and use this opportunity to go ahead and move into our honorable, honorable mentions, uh, lightning round style. Uh, we'll go ahead and go through, uh, the same order and we'll try and throw out a couple honorable mentions and sort of do them in a quick, uh, succession. So, uh, Dave, you want to give us your honorable mention? Uh, yeah, my honorable mention, uh, first round 15th pick 2016 won Corey Coleman wide receiver. Um, Nice. Corey Coleman career highlights include uh, dropping a pass late in the, the last game of 2017 to seal the 0-16 season. Thank you. Uh, demanding to be traded on hard knocks in 2018. Uh, traded to the Bills, I think, and then soon out of, out of the league soon after that. Uh, career stats, five touchdowns, two uh, extended injuries because of broken hands on a wide receiver, Corey Coleman. He came over to the Giants as well. I think he's actually currently yeah, he did. with the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Aaron, your no, your honorable mention. Uh, my honorable mention. Uh, again, I don't have the draft order here, but uh, first round pick Richard Mendenhall. Um, I thought. I think. Uh, one, I, I just think it's a terrible idea to draft a running back in the first round. I, I just think it's stupid. Um, and the other thing about him is like he he does have a Super Bowl ring. Like I'll I'll give him that. But he was just a fumble monster in the fucking playoffs. And the only reason he was even kind of successful is because the Steelers' offensive line and receivers and quarterback were so fucking good that he didn't have to do much. He didn't play for us very long after that. He went to the Cardinals like all Steelers players that they don't want anymore do. Uh, and he, did, he didn't play there for very long. Uh, like I said, he's got a ring and he did his part, but he also he just tons of playoff fumbles, tons of just dumb, dumb shit that he did. And he, first round running backs pissed me off. Yeah, Richard <laughs> Mendenhall went to Illinois, I think, and he never passed the test of like looking good against Ohio State. So I never thought he was going to be good. You it's were a, right. It's a terrible. It's a terrible gauge of like who's going to be good at football. But that's my system, and it worked with Mendenhall. <laughs> Very good, uh, Alan. Let's get your honorable mention. Um, my honorable mention is uh, the Browns NFL draft between. 2011 and 2015 <laughs> um, you know which, right. which includes that, that streak of the Julio Jones trade Trent Richardson Brandon Whedon Barkevious Mingo Johnny Football uh Justin Gilbert and and Danny Shelton so yeah dude uh, if you look up the bad. draft history on PFF uh they like bold players that are still um in the league and there are like no bolded players for the Browns. This was like six <laughs> years ago. It wasn't like this was ancient history. Yeah. No, no, this was this is recent history. Yeah, these guys still, are all still out getting of the over it. Now, I, I'll take a second just to interject one thing. Uh, and again, I'm I apologize. I don't follow this as closely as everybody else. Uh, several people at work tell me that uh, do the like the Browns have like the best like lineup or draft or something this year or, or like from like all their picks and the last, like, you know, everything they did last year. Or so like, they like have like the best, you know, 
setup or or whatever in the league? Am I wrong in assuming that, or is that like not is that incorrect? Or I don't think it matters because it's the Browns. I have no idea what the question is, but I mean the Browns. He's basically Browns saying are, are the Browns going to well. win the Super Bowl? And the answer no, is no. No, I just I I heard uh, I just heard people say that they've got you know they. They've got really good picks this year. They've had really good picks, or like they've got you know a really good team assembled, or like that you know they look. I don't know. We they don't they don't have a lot of holes to fill. Yeah, by all year. accounts, they have you a know. good roster. I think that's what people are excited about. They're looking less like mm-hmm. a shit shade of brown. Yeah, and more like that's a, exactly right. Watch more it, like a, watch a, it a there, lovely, sir. like a real like a team. lovely uh, chocolate cake shade of brown. Yeah, like, like a moose, a deep worn leather. You yeah, know? yeah. All right, All or right. a rich mahogany. <laughs> All right, uh, Russ, uh, your honorable, your honorable mention. All right. Well, Alan did this, so I'm going to do it now. Uh, but I, I was taken aback looking at the Jaguars' first round picks over the years. In 2019, they took a defensive end named Josh Allen. He's actually a pretty good player. The last first-round draft pick they had that even remotely panned out for the team was Byron Leftwich in 2003. Super Bowl champion. We got Matt Jones, who got arrested in the Walmart parking lot for doing cocaine. I love <laughs> that guy. I remember. This bald white guy. Yeah, that dude was hilarious. Uh, let's see. Luke Jokel played like two games. Um, but but my honorable mention was going to be Justin Blackman. Um, I thought so. His highlights, nice. Yeah, they included. Yeah, his actual highlight included coming off of one of his multiple suspensions. Uh, he burned Champ Bailey for like two hundred yards when Champ Bailey was really good. He's a yeah. wide receiver. Nice. Other than that, his highlights include I think four DUIs. Um, <laughs> Did so, he also do cocaine? I, I mean, I wouldn't put it past That's him. That's a Jacksonville thing, baby. Well, <laughs> yeah. so Jimmy Smith did a lot of cocaine as well. There's another Jaguars wide receiver. J-Town, yeah. baby. Blackman was really, really good, though. He's like, he's in the Josh Gordon camp of like these wide receivers that are so fucking good, but they just like couldn't get their life together. Absurdly good. Yeah, and he, uh, at one point, a few years, it was maybe one or two years after he had last played the Jaguars GM got asked about it and said, we're going to keep him on the roster because sometimes some people just need a little bit of hope to get their life in order. So the Jaguars <laughs> kept him on the roster as a pity move. Um, wow. Ah, the Cincinnati uh, Bengals approach. I see. <laughs> <laughs> just FYI. I'm glad there are no Bengals fans here. I hate that team. Yeah, fuck the Bengals. I feel like we should have had we should have had them on here. We, though, we like, should have had a Bengals nah, nah, with dude. their draft pick. Yeah, nah. No, it's, it's okay. It's it okay. would be good. It'd our, be good for them. Our listener responses say, are. Oh, sorry, David. On you go. Our listener responses are like full of Bengals fans, so we'll get plenty of their opinions. Can't wait. Russell, I liked, I liked your honourable mention about Byron Leftwich because I remember due to the lack of diversity that there is in Scotland, I remember playing Madden and uh, seeing Byron Leftwich and thinking that's a really weird name, a really weird way to spell By- Brian. Uh, I've never <laughs> had the name Byron before. <laughs> Byron's like, to me, a really like 
European name. Like, I feel like it's like the least American name is by like yeah. where there's Johnny football, which is the most American. Byron. Yeah. Lord Byron. Sounds like the Lord of an estate, you know? I mean. <laughs> well, speaking of Lords, uh, Mitch, let's get your honorable mention. <laughs> I wish I was a Lord man. I'd have more money. Um, <laughs> so I, well, I kind of want to make my honorable mention, whoever the fucking giants take this year. Cause we always fuck it up. Um, next that's a great that's a yeah just <laughs> proactively this just year whoever they it take. Is. we've got number 11 and uh, there's so many offensive options that we can take there's a couple of offensive linemen Sewell and Slater but we'll end up taking I don't know a guy called I don't know, Eli Statue or something uh, but no, my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my honorable mention is uh, Andrew Thomas from last year um, the tackle uh, he improved towards the end of the season last year, and he's still got time to prove himself. But the fact that we took Andrew Thomas over uh, Tristan Wirfs, Mickey Beckton, or whatever his name is, and uh, Jedrick Willis, like three other very, very good tackles that played really well this year. Um, we took Andrew Thomas over him, and he, Andrew Thomas didn't perform for the first half of the season at least. So <clears throat> a lot of Giants fans were pretty pissed off with that pick. And also, had we not taken Daniel Jones, my second worst pick, we could have taken Tua Tuagavavolavova. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we also could yeah, have you taken said Justin that right. Herb. Thank you, yeah. Uh, um, I'm half Hawaiian also. Um, is he Hawaiian? <laughs> Sorry. And uh, we also could have taken Justin Herbert if we didn't take Daniel Jones. So, Andrew Thomas. Uh, he's going to be good. Yeah, you think so? Justin Herbert's going to so. be dope. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, he's going to be dope. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, now is the time of the show where we uh, go ahead and read off a few listener responses. Uh, we put the question out there on uh, Facebook and Instagram and all of our social media accounts uh, for fans to respond with their picks. Um, and we'll go ahead and get that going now. So first we've got Ty, who is a Bengals fan, and his number three is Chris Perry. His number two is Akil Smith. His number one is Kajana Carter. There you go. Man, I remember watching Achilles Smith uh, as someone who hated the Bengals. That was beautiful, beautiful times. Uh, <laughs> next up, we've got Tyler, who's a Buccaneers fan. Uh, number three, Josh Freeman. Number two, Roberto Aguayo. And number one, uh, Bo Jackson, a little, maybe, maybe a little known fact. I don't know. I didn't know this. Uh, Bo Jackson, before the draft, said that he would never play for Tampa Bay and that they would be wasting a pick if they drafted him. They drafted him number one anyway, and Bo Jackson kept his promise. He never played for them. And uh, honorable mention to Gaines Adams because they picked him right ahead of Calvin Johnson. That's a pretty rough one. That's rough. All right. Next up is a uh, fan of the show and host of the Rat Hour podcast, Rat Boy, uh, who's a Bills fan. Uh, his number three is J.P. Losman. It's very funny. There were three quarterbacks taken before J.P. Losman that year. Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they were just kind of like, because that was the thing. Is people were like, the Steelers are going to draft J.P. Losman. It's going to be great. Uh, his number two is E.J. Manuel. And his number one is Stefan Gilmore. Bill's going to win the Super Bowl next year. Stefan Gilmore is really, really good, but uh, he is good. Rap, but I get Rap Boys. Rap Boys just really salty about him not being good on the Bills. See, he seems so nice. Hatred. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And like, that's the worst thing to me that you could do. So I understand why he hates him. 
next up is Kieran, who is a Jets fan. Uh, Kieran's number three is Mike Nugent, picked in the second round. Um, the Jets had no first round pick and waited two rounds uh, just to get a kicker. I thought Mike he was going to be the greatest kicker of all time. I, I, yeah, I thought he was going to be the best to ever play. I also Legit. thought that. that is... <laughs> I, I would have reached uh, you, Ohio... seriously. The blows, Ohio State homer is It blows, my mind. It blows Dude, my mind. It's... He is not the best kicker of all time. I cannot first, comprehend first of all, that. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. First of all, Alan, it is not homerism. Mike Nugent was like, in, he's he the best like kicker I've ever seen. He won that year. He had like yeah. eight game-winning field goals and they won Yeah, the dude, he was the best. He was on fire, dude. <laughs> now, I, I legit, like when I saw the Jets got him, I'm like, well, the Jets got somebody for 20 years. That's That might, yeah. like, that has the potential to be like Vinatieri-esque. He's, you know, I, yeah. I thought he was going to be great. But yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty well, rough to uh, to wait two whole rounds and then just yeah. get a kicker. All, that, I can't believe it's not his number one. Even if it is the best kicker that there ever was, right? Number number two, Dwayne Robertson. I don't know who that is. And number one, Vernon Golston. I do remember Vernon Golston, and Ver- Vernon Golston was came very out on bad. fire. Yeah. How is how is Sam Darnold not on that list? Dude, all right, so... Sam Darnold's going to ball out this year with the Panthers, though, isn't he? Probably. I'm, um, no, probably, No, he's yeah. not. No, he's not. No, he's not. Dude, all right, hold on. Just for a second. Thank you, uh, Ohio State fans listening, you remember, but for people who don't, Vernon Golston was absolutely unblockable his last year at Ohio State. He was a, a fucking animal. And uh, I actually met him at an autograph signing, and he about broke my hand when I uh, shook his hand. And I was like, that guy's going to be good. And he sucked in the NFL. you got pretty nimble hands, though, there, don't you? Yeah. It's, it's only because of <laughs> my... Supple American hands. It's only because of my <laughs> superior flexibility that he did not crush my hand. The, the sweat. <laughs> the sweat just greasing off him. <laughs> That's right, baby. Gary... Gary, a 49ers fan, says number three is A.J. Jenkins. Two, Rashawn Woods. One, Reuben Foster, with an honorable mention of Saul Thomas. But to be honest, I, the only one I remember is Solomon Thomas. I thought Solomon Thomas turned out pretty well, no? I There may have been like an opportunity cost there. I'm not sure. A.J. Jenkins, I remember at Illinois. Um, yeah, not very good, I guess. I'll do this uh, one. Yeah. I'll do this one just because it's a Cowboys fan and uh, he can go up himself. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad chose David. <laughs> That's right. Number three. Chad. Number three, David. Le- oh, also, Chad. What an American name. Uh, David. Le- uh, bro, go, going three. directly at the sponsor. This is great. I love oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, boys. A uh, sponsor so and our neighbor, by the way. <laughs> Well, neighbor Chad, uh, you chose number three, David Lafleur. Uh, number two, Scott Appleton, who was traded for Buddy Dial, who did nothing apparently. And number one, Bobby Carpenter. I don't know any of these people. All these Ohio Bobby, State players, dude, man, crazy. yeah, all these, all these like great Ohio State players. Bobby Carpenter was a he was he was really good for Ohio State, and then just had like a journeyman NFL career. I, did I'm he on, get hurt uh, like in his last game? A little attacked. Go a little attacked to the Ohio State fan. <laughs> yeah. 
wasn't Bobby Carpenter like the third best linebacker on that Ohio State team though? That that I team would was say, stacked, dude. I would say he was the second after AJ Hawk. Yeah. Wasn't Clay Matthews Jr. on that team as well? No, he didn't go to Ohio State. No, no, he was USC, wasn't he? Yeah. It who, was, was, who was the other guy on Anthony, that team? Anthony Schlegel was the other one. Schlegel. Oh, oh yeah, he was garbage. Yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> next up is Ryan, who's a Browns fan. His number three is Johnny Manziel. Number two, Trent Richardson. And number one, Brandon Whedon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spot on. I'm surprised the two Browns fans didn't have Trent Richardson in there. Same really here, bad. dude. That's like a clear one. Like that. Right. I'm surprised none of you guys said it. Let me let me explain. Uh, for me, at least, Trent Richardson was good his rookie year, and then they traded him for a first round pick. So, like he he's clearly more valuable to the team than the three I put on my list. Fair. I didn't know. I, that I, I, didn't hurt. I didn't know that part. Yeah, they, got they a, were able they to get him to the Colts for a first round pick. Yeah, dude, that's who had, they were trying to pair him up with Andrew Luck to make that team unstoppable, and he just shit the bed. I do have to push back a little bit because Trent Richardson was not good his rookie year. He was good, man. He was <laughs> no. throwing people around. <laughs> man, he was he was three yards in a pile of dust his rookie year. Um, oh yeah, and then and he went downhill. All right. Fair so enough. before I All before right. I read the next one, I just want to I just want to say that I miss Andrew Luck. I love Andrew Luck, and I miss watching him play football. Um, Same, but, me too. Uh, Revengeanceful, who's a Patriots fan. Number three, Chad Jackson. Number two, Razai Dowling. And number one, Dominique Easley. Uh, he said that all of them had great ability but couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, it must uh, must suck with. Uh, all those terrible Patriots picks yeah, and to lack me, of like, team I, success. <laughs> I, re- I resonate with this because like, these are all players that the casual fan has no idea who the fuck they are. If you went and re- if you read, if you like looked at my list on paper, you'd be like, I don't know who any of these motherfuckers are either. What I will say is I, uh, that resonates with me revengeanceful, but I hate the Patriots. So. All right. Their injuries were all Super Bowl ring related. Yeah. Too many rings to carry around. Yeah, that's right. Straight shoulder. Uh, the next one is Britton. He's a Bengals fan. Uh, his number three is John Ross. His number two is Kajana Carter. His number one is Akili Smith. Woo, man. I just like, I don't remember watching Kajana Carter or Akili Smith play. Like, I didn't really watch football in like 1993. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Dude, Akili Smith was later. He was like the. Like, if I remember right, right he was before the John Kitna era. Mm-hmm. Crazy yeah, legs, Kitna. <laughs> so I didn't watch football in 1993, <laughs> so I don't I don't remember watching Akili Smith play. Nah, but, like, it, it seems that to me, like, with the Bengals fans, it's all, like, quarterback-related, and they have a bunch of, like, not good ones. I think Kitna was one of the ugliest quarterbacks of all time. Is that right? <laughs> I mean, man, I mean, shit, Ben Roethlisberger is very ugly. But, <laughs> yeah, right. But, <laughs> if but, we're talking about quarterback. But I think Big Ben, ben had the way with the ladies, though, right? No, 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 guys. Ooh. I, uh, I have a manifesto. I don't know. That I was a sponsor again about. there? Or? <laughs> and I, and, no. I, and I, I finally got my moment to talk about my manifesto. All right, here we go. Thank you, bitch. Steven, who is a, a, a another Bills fan, somehow. 
number three is John McCargo. Number two is Aaron Maben. And number one is Mike Williams, um, who all are apparently players, I guess. I remember John <laughs> McCargo because uh, there's a Pokemon called McCargo. And when they drafted him, I was like, oh, that guy's going to be good. He's got the same name as a Pokemon. He's got the power of ice behind him. That's so funny. The power of fire and rock, Aaron. Get your shit together. I'm so, so, I'm so, so sorry. So Corbin Broncos fan is saying number three, Jarvis Moss. Number two, Paxton Lynch. But number one is Tommy Maddox. How is Paxton Lynch... But neat, like, how is Paxton Lynch not your number one immediately? Also, Paxton, Paxton Lynch, uh, a stealer the last two years on the practice squad. Uh, I have nothing but great things to say about Tommy Maddox, but like, I do remember that the Broncos drafted him and he did absolutely nothing for him. That was news yeah. to me. They drafted him out of college and then he went to the uh, old XFL. MVP. Mm hmm. <laughs> Uh, we got Nick, who's a Dolphins fan. Can't make fun of anybody there. I like the Dolphins. Uh, number three, Jamar Fletcher. Apparently, he was taking over Drew Brees, so that's a miss. Uh, yep. Number two, Yatil Green, who played two seasons and had two ACL tears. Ouch. And <laughs> uh, number one, Dion Jordan. Uh, did Dion Jordan really bust that bad? I don't think he is very good. Uh, Bloodbath. Bloodbath, I want to read this one, all right? Go for it. All right. I'm um, I'm looking at this right now and Mo is just fucking trolling right now. That's all he's doing. He's mad that Aaron. I've been talking about him. Aaron, let me explain. So Mo gave me two people for his list and did not give me three. So that means that I get creative license to fill out his list. And so Mo's number three is TJ Watt. Mo says TJ Watt's a piece of shit for copying his brother's name. <laughs> Weak move. <laughs> Uh, Mo says he hated the Chase Claypool pick in the moment. That's not my words. He actually said that. And his number one is Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I, I, Mason Rudolph's the worst player ever, but Chase Claypool and TJ Watt are both awesome. What the fuck is he talking about? Like I said, those are, I filled out his list. The TJ Watt was my idea, Aaron. Uh, oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so um, everyone, I'm sorry, Mo. I love you. Just kidding. When you're uh, when you're sending in your listener responses, if you send an incomplete list, that means I, Dave, get creative license to fill out your list. <laughs> he was just like he saw I was a Steelers fan. He was just licking his lips like I'm about to make Aaron <laughs> real fucking bad. Uh, all right, Matt, who's a Browns fan, number three, that twat quarterback from Texas A&M. Number two, Johnny Football. Number one, Johnny Manziel. I assume these are all three of the same people. I know two and one are the same person. I'm just saying. I like the, I I like the use of twat as well. I think you knew I was going to be on the show. That's exactly <laughs> right. He's one out to the fans in Scotland. Very- um. All right. Well, uh, thanks, guys. That was uh, that was awesome. Uh, if you want us to read your top three on the show, keep your eyes out for the call on a top th- on at a top three podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on Thursdays in the U.S. Uh, we want to take this opportunity to thank Mitch and Russ for coming on the show. You guys have anything you want to plug or talk about? Nothing to plug. Give me a wee follow on Instagram if you want. Mitch Craig. I'm a budding actor over here trying to get into some stuff. So, uh, yeah, give me a wee follow and maybe you'll see me on the TV someday. Yeah. Sweet, dude, for sure. 
Russ, what about you? Anything you want to plug? I I got nothing. Got nothing to plug. <laughs> Go, <Jack! laughs> this this podcast brought to you by Truly Hard Seltzer. Uh, I'll oh, dude, come on, man! You're drinking Trulys right now. <laughs> come on, buddy! I <laughs> thought you were better than that. Bloodbath, if you say another bad thing about Russ, I'm gonna walk over to your house and kick this no, shit out of you. No, I, Russ, in fact, I'll, I'll take you. I'll take you, this Russ. opportunity. I'll take this opportunity to plug Russ. Uh, I'll plug you on being an, a dad here in the near future. So congratulations on that, my friend. Yeah, dude, congratulations, man. Congrats, buddy. Whoop, 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 whoop. Thank you, thank you. Um, well, that's going to do it for all of us here at a Top 3 Podcast. Uh, thanks again, as usual, to Dave, Aaron, Alan, and your host with the most, uh, Bloodbath McGrath. Uh, Jesus Christ. No, he's just as good at sign-offs <laughs> as he is intros. Bloodba- <laughs> yeah, Bloodbath's right. got it all down. You're right. All right. Successful cool. Top 3, guys. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, I had a good time. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 See you guys. All right. Cool. Well, uh, I'm going to... Oh, good top three, boys. Going off. Good top three, boys. Oh, shit. Well, let me, uh, let me get... Um... That's the audio for the episode. That's the audio for the end right here. That's the outtake. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We found it. Yeah. Oh, shit. My That's car alarm's it. going off the, the beeps. <laughs> Yeah. Well, right. so my car alarm set off someone else's car alarm, and now mine's off, but theirs is still going. So, nice. You know. Got him. <laughs> that's very, that's very West Virginia of you, Alan. <laughs> it really is. It would be even more if I went and siphoned the gas out of their car. <laughs> so now is that is that no good? We should keep that part in. Too. Oh, we're keeping everything. <laughs>